Ladies and gentlemen, this is your long-lost program host, Hopsy Baby Boy, back at it and ready for action once again. And I want more. Um, there was an unfortunate writer's strike, again, that came up from the top. It was, it was up in corporate, the head offices, kind of pretty much over my head. There wasn't really much that could be done, but we're back and we're better than ever with a guest for the ages, folks. Man that we've been trying to get on this program, the program, if you will, for a very long time. Um, he was a guy I came across on social media, I think through like friends tagging me in like hilarious things online. And he runs a really good um, hockey account on Twitter, on YouTube, and on Facebook. And I really, you got to go and follow him on everything. His name is Fourth Line Voice on all social media platforms, YouTube included. He's got thousands of YouTube videos, and um, I get into all of that with him um, in not too long from now. Uh, just got off the phone with him. He's a beauty. Um, I was on his show before, his own podcast, which is uh, very well done, focuses on um, stories from you know, hockey that's from days past, if you will, if we'll call it that. Um, but uh, it's been bad. I haven't got an episode out in like over a month, I think. I don't even want to look at the date when my last one was. And I can definitely tell you that when you go a month without a show, I'm sure it's not driving up the listenership. And um, when, I mean, I've had this show out for, I think it was July of 2020. So I'm coming up, knocking on the door on like two years almost. And I only have like 63 episodes. And that's just because I've been all over the place. And I've I've said that on a lot of, of these episodes before. But now, now that I'm looking to, you know, move on from my playing days of hockey and and running around doing different jobs, you know, to make money in the summer. It's really looking like I'm, I'm, I'm working towards getting a more regimented schedule and, and something that I can really start taking this more seriously because it's something that I love doing and it's something that I want to do a lot more of. And uh, so I apologize for uh, being all over the place. Um, the ones who are still with me, I appreciate it. You know, underground radio, baby, that's what we're all about. We ain't going anywhere. Um, so I appreciate you listening to me. Um, I've just been getting back into Canada, kind of getting settled, figuring out what I want to do with my life. No, just trying to get work figured out. Uh, my goal is to move back to Calgary, Alberta, my native birthplace. And um, I'm living in Stratford, Ontario right now, just outside actually at a beautiful metropolis called Sebringville, a little small uh, town there. Uh, my girlfriend's from here. And this has been kind of the home base for the last, uh, you know, ever since the pandemic really shut everything down. I was just finishing a university when that pandemic first happened. And I've, I've, apart from playing hockey and going down, uh, I've been, been calling uh, and hanging my hat in my home, which has been Stratford, Ontario, Sebringville, sorry. And um, it's uh, it's been good. But um, I've been uh, trying to do roofs again this summer. So trying to get my own jobs, but, uh, you know, trying to find work too. Probably going to work with my buddy, Robes, friend of the program again. And I'm uh, just going to have a good summer, trying to make some money, uh, look at saving up, and then want to move back to Calgary. Really looking forward to getting back out west. It's just been too long that I've been away from my family. I've been very lucky. Like, I can't believe it's it's 2022. I moved to Ontario in 2015, and that certainly doesn't feel that long ago. But, <clears throat> I mean, seven years can go by pretty quick, and... It's crazy that it's it's about to turn the page on that. And then, I don't mean, I was gone for three to four years of junior hockey before that. So it's been some serious time that I've been uh, away from my family and my mom, my dad, my sister, brother-in-law. They're all still calling that area home. So many of my good friends from you know childhood, 
high school growing up. Um, they're all still out there. A lot of people I've been able to keep in touch with. So I'm looking forward to, you know, new chapter getting back in, uh, you know, to my Western homeland, if you will. And um, that's one of the things I loved about Darren's account and why I wanted to have him on was like we go into and you'll see he just uh, he had a real niche for he found great uh, stories, great pictures and posted great things about leagues that I was familiar with and towns that I was familiar with. And and it was just caught my eye from the get go. And, and then we started, you know, how it works with Twitter, and all that stuff. You start, you know, yapping back and forth. And it's come to the point where I, I, I feel like I kind of know Darren. We've never met in person. I don't even have a clue what he looks like. And, um, but you know, we get along good and I know I was thankful to be on his show not, not too long ago and, um, you know, finally got him on mine. So I, we, I wanted to get him on to talk about his, uh, stuff and, you know, establish a, you know, relationship there for, you know, future episodes where I'll be able to have him on and we get more into the nitty gritty of stuff that he does know, which is, like I said, plethora of great knowledge. And, um, but there's a hilarious event called Ice Wars, which is coming out and uh, it's coming out literally very soon. Should have done this episode a little while ago, but it's literally happening May 21st. This episode is going to be out May 19th on the Thursday. And I had to get on quick and give it a little shout out. Maybe I can get a couple of you to listen to this before the, the night of the 21st. Maybe you'll go out and get pay-per-view, but it's going to be a hilarious event with like literal hockey fighting on synthetic ice in a casino with a, with a crowd. It's going to be crazy. They've done events like this before. Obviously, this one's going to be a little bit different. And I don't know if there's enough publicity around it. And it's a hilarious inv- event that intrigued me. So Darren knows all about it. He's going to be attending the event. And I uh, had to have him on. So, folks, the pod's going to be buzzing. We're going to have a lot more content. I'm really going to push to actually make this show good and, and get somewhere. And I want to have a really good time with it. So I thank you. Hope you have, hope you enjoy my guest Darren here. Make sure you follow him on all his social media accounts. And uh, the show's back, baby. We're buzzing. Said that before, but this time it's real. We got a guest, folks. Here we go. Enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to formally welcome you back to the project. First guest in a long time. First episode in a very long time. And this one's a little bit overdue. I'm having my friend over, Darren from Fourth Line Voice. Is his show? He's on. Um, a bunch of different platforms. He's a YouTuber and um, he's someone that I started following after my junior career on social media accounts. Um, then I started checking out his podcast. He has great guests. Um, you know, he's, he is a hockey podcast foremost, but uh, he focuses on uh, definitely not the current game. He's focusing on uh, some folklore from the past. Some of the, some of the glory days stuff, some tough guys, a lot of great fight videos on his YouTube channel. Uh, great social media pages with unbelievable pictures from the past. And he's this uh, out of Saskatoon. He's a Saskatchewan guy. Not, I don't know if it's Saskatoon. I'll have to clarify him with that. But he's a Sasky boy. And um, he started sharing. He, he was sharing photos of, uh, you know, leagues that I had played in. A lot of guys that had legendary names and people tell a lot of stories about. And then through his podcast, I found out a bunch of other shows and a bunch of other guys putting, you know, putting together a lot of great content about stories of, uh, you know, the game from the days gone by and some of them are unbelievable. So he's, he's been someone I've been following for a very long time, over seven years now. And I was lucky to be on his show sometime last summer, maybe that would have been like 10 months ago, probably. And, uh, finally getting him on the podcast here on the project. And I'd like to formally welcome Darren from fourth line voice. Darren, thank you so much for doing this today. Hey man, thank you very much. That's a hell of an intro. I appreciate it. That was a little bit long-winded, but um, yeah, essentially, 
I, I think I laid it out pretty good. Like um, you have, you have a really good show that has episodes coming out uh, two days a week. Um, when did you get started with doing that? And I guess essentially if you do end up listening to his shows, like I think you were a guy that was one of those classic, like burn the DVD VHS fight tapes. And then when social media started getting prevalent, you know, you started taking all that history and putting it online for guys like me to enjoy. And when did you start getting involved with the podcast and, when did you start, uh, you know, start making YouTube clips? Like, did it start out with just hockey cards and just being a fan of the game? And then, you know, you just started taking it a little further. Oh, yeah. Well, now I'm going to really date myself here. I go back, obviously, to the VHS days in the 80s and stuff. But I can remember at one – do you want Do you want to know where I got my first fight tape from? I would love from, to hear a story like that. <laughs> if you can believe it, in the back of the hockey news, there was classified ads selling hockey fight tapes. And you and could just in, like reach out to these guys. Well, yeah, because there's no, you know, this is like, you know, whatever, 1980, whatever, late 80s. Yeah, so you'd have to like literally like phone this guy. Of course, the parents would just get choked because it's long distance calls. And it's like some guy down in the States and whatever. You're talking to him and it's like, yeah, I got this tape. The Bruce Brothers. It's got all Probert Joey Coaster. It's like, all right. And then, oh, and like, like $40 American. It was like ridiculous, right? But man, you'd get that tape and you'd like, you'd wear the reels off. Right. And it was, uh, so yeah, you just like buy these VHS tapes. Then there was just like this little mom and pop, uh, like, uh, video store down by me. And they, they all of a sudden they ended up with like a bunch of these hockey fight tapes. Like, I don't know where they got them from, but, and, uh, yeah, just started doing it from there. And, you know, obviously I was a hockey fan and whatever, played all the sports growing up and whatever, but yeah, the, the fighting and stuff was just sort of, uh, yeah, when you find the tapes, and then of course the you know go to DVDs, and then the internet comes along, and then all of a sudden I discover all these like, like hockey fight sites, and it's all like all of a sudden it's like okay, there's more like idiots out here besides me, like I you know, and then it was like so then all of a sudden you start meeting all these people online and start trading tapes and DVDs, and yeah, I just built my collection that way, right? So yeah, and then yeah, YouTube came along, and it was like well, I got all these freaking DVDs sitting here. I don't know. I may as well just make a YouTube page, I guess, and, and just start uploading fights. And uh, it was actually all part of a, of a plan that a guy I worked, well, not anymore, but I did at the time I was working with named Kevin. Um, he wanted to start a podcast and everything about old hockey fights and stuff. And I'm like, I, did, I wasn't a social media guy. I didn't know anything about podcasting or anything, but he had done kind of some other podcasts. And I'm like, He's like, yeah, yeah, you and I, we should do this show. And it was like, oh, okay, I guess, like right on. And he's like, yeah, get on Twitter. And I'm like, what's Twitter? And he, so he's showing me. And he set up the account and everything. And he had gotten it going. And then he was just like, yeah, we'll put up like videos and stuff. And he goes, you, you saved all those pictures, right, from online. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, just start putting up pictures. Here's the password to the Twitter account. Just start putting up tw pictures. It's like, okay. So that's just what I did. And then the account started growing and, uh, and it was like his, the whole idea was, is, was to sort of build a, a bit of a follower base on Twitter on a, what do you call it? A social media presence, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then from there launch the podcast. So at least you'd have some listeners right from the word go, instead of just like creating it out of thin air and have one guy listed. It's like, well, if you have a few followers on Twitter, some of them might start listening anyway. That was the game plan. And it sort of, uh, sort of went from there. And then Kevin, unfortunately, uh, you know, started up his own business and life got in the way. And 
So I just sort of picked up the torch and kind of kept going with it because I was like, well, this is actually kind of fun. You know, you get on social media and you're interacting, especially with the EX and stuff. Because that's what I started doing with a lot of the fight videos and the pictures is I would tag the guy that was on, like if it was Brad May or, you know, Paul Bissonette. I'd yeah. tag him in the picture. Like, why not? Right. Okay. Well then he'd retweet it. Well then, you know, or whatever, or he start following the account and it was just like, Oh, okay. And that's how it sort of grew. And then actually the biggest thing for the account that whatever really, I'm not trying to say I have hundreds of, I don't know. I mean, I, 7, I looked right now, you got a good 6,000 followers. I mean, that's pretty good in my books on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, I was going to say, so I had about, I had a couple, I maybe had a thousand at the time. And, the, and I, it was about five, five years ago, I did the Bob Probert Invitational Tournament, which was like a voting tournament on Twitter. It was in the middle of the summer. And a, a follower of mine, Taylor, him and I were talking one night. We were drinking one night. We are yapping back and forth. And I said something about the March Madness Tournament, about filling up your bracket, whatever. And he's like, oh, you should do that on Twitter, but make it with fighters. And then have people vote. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be funny. And I didn't really think much of it. Well, the next morning I wake up and he's already sent me a list of like, yeah, do this. So I was like, oh, okay. So I just put out a, a bracket and I wrote down 64 guys and I put it on Twitter and it blew up. I it remember the up. first one. I thought that yeah. was one of the coolest things I'd ever like seen. That's, and I remember yeah. I loved that because I was in university at the time. Like, you sent me down so many rabbit holes, me like seeing all these names that I'd barely heard of before. Yeah, and it was and it was perfect time. It was like in the middle of summer, so like there was nothing, there was no hockey going on, and it was just like people sort of gravitated to it, and it was just like and then Danny Probert, like Bob's widow, was just like she was really into it. She loved it, and it was just like and she's like, oh, thanks for doing this, and like I kind of linked it up with the Bob Probert Memorial Ride that happens in Ontario there, and and then I was just like, holy shit, and it was like it was trending on Twitter a couple of days, and it was just like. You know, and it ended up getting thousands of followers from that tournament. And that's sort of what kind of got the account going. And then from there, the podcast got going. And, and at first, I had my own, like, fourthlinevoice.com. I had a friend create my website, and I was just doing my podcast from there. And it was kind of slowly growing. And, and then, uh, unfortunately, my, I, I don't know, I was about 35, 40 episodes in. And my probably, and then, yeah, about a year in. And my web, my uh, yeah, my website got hacked and crashed, and I was just like, oh, now, and I just like, ah, oh, well, I guess that's it then, and I just sort of quit for about six months, and then the guys at the Hockey Podcast Network got a hold of me, and they're like, oh yeah, no, if you, if you want to do your show, like we'll we'll host it, and you just sent us the MP3, and we'll upload everything, and blah blah blah, and you don't have to do anything, you just, and I'm like, oh, all I have to do is talk and send you the MP3 after. And they're like, yeah, just do what you do. Like they didn't try to change anything or, oh, you got to talk to more current guys or anything like that. So it was just like, no, just keep doing it. I'm like, all right. And uh, that was, I don't know, two and a half years ago. And uh, yeah, the, the, it's been, yeah, the momentum has been really cool. And it's, you know, gained a lot of followers and listeners and it's, uh, it's still kind of uh, still mind blowing to me that, uh, you know, being an old timer that, you know, it still baffles me that here I am sitting in my basement in Saskatoon, yelling out the window and some guy in like, you know, in the United Kingdom's listening to me. It's oh, like yeah. bizarre. It's I like, think it, wow. well, it's, it's great too. Like, you know, you got a show 
that, you know, to me, very affable following. Like I hope this show one day, you know, gets numbers like, like you have up there, but I mean, it's just cool to, you know, to have that ability, like it kind of feels like underground radio. The thing I really loved about you is like, you know, you are niche in the way that you didn't, you know, you didn't care that, you know, with a hockey podcast, you know, you'd assume that people want you to take it in many different ways, but you've, you've stuck like with what you like doing. And that's, you know, showcasing a lot of great, you know, like you said, pictures, just stuff like that, that people do want to say, see. And I think that's kind of intriguing. I like, I like what you said about what you did with your account before you kind of got the podcast first started, you know, you started getting the, the pics out there and to get people noticing it. And I kind of liked hearing that because, you know, I wish I'd thought of doing something like that when I tried to start this show, but kind of why it tried to go a little too general. I wouldn't even know what I would try to, you know, post on an account, but like I have a Twitter account, but it's only for me. Like it's literally says Harrison Harper. Like it doesn't say the project. Like after what you just said, you're making me think maybe I should just change instead of a personal account, I should make it just the project. Well, yeah. And that was the thing. Like, I mean, you could spit and hit a podcast these days. Yeah. There's 10 million podcasts and there's so many of them that were just doing the same. 100%. And, it, and it was just kind of like, and the thing is, is as much as I'm a sports fan, everything else, I don't watch hockey anymore. Like I haven't watched in over a decade. I have no use for this hockey anymore. Not that the athletes are great and everything. I'm like, they're obviously, they're machines and everything. I'm not knocking the guys. I just, it just doesn't really do it for me anymore. I just, so I don't really watch. So I don't, you know, so I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, what's my podcast going to be about? Because everybody's just talking about current stuff. Yeah. And I never really thought too much about it until uh, there was some podcast that had Tony twist on. I'll never forget it. I can't, I can't remember the podcast was, but they had Tony twist on. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll tune into this. I'm like, I want to hear some stories. Well, they asked him two stories, two, two questions about his career. And then the third question, they started asking him about the blues power play from the other night. Yeah, I'm like, like who, who gives a shit? The last Tony thing you Twist care about, about him talking about power play. Like, I don't care what Twist thinks of Tarasenko. I really don't care. You know, I'm like, so I'm like, right then, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do my own show with interviewing players because I'm gonna ask them everything I've wanted to ask them. Like from seeing all the fight tapes or whatever, what's it like fighting Bob Probert and all. I'm gonna ask these questions, and it's like. Yeah, that's kind of what that's what I did, and and at the time, no one was do, there was no whatever you want to call it fight specific podcast at the time. Like everyone was just you know there might have been a history of hockey or you know or team based shows, but nobody was just like enforce like I always say hashtag enforcer based podcasting. No one was doing that, so it was like well that's going to be my thing because you know I'll talk about the guys, and that's where the the name came from. The fourth line voice it was to give the fourth line guys some the spotlight and a voice because for the longest time especially in these last few years the enforcer's gone it's been basically and they're trying to basically get rid of fighting you know and it was just like and i think with these new fans and the new rules and everything else it was always sort of like back in the eight the 70s 80s 90s guys are sort of shunned now like that's hockey's dark time we don't talk about that mm -hmm. you know oh, cte and these guys all died but you know and it's like shunned almost like oh we don't we don't talk about that and it was like well no i'm gonna talk about that and it's like these guys should be heard and their stories told and yeah and it was like so that's the genesis of the show that's where it came from no i think you're doing a good job and like I said, the second I remember coming across your page, what was that, seven years ago, you definitely had something going on that was just a breath of fresh air and something that was really cool. And 
I'm glad that you still continue to do it on because I mean, it's been entertaining for me for a long time. And I think one thing I'd like to people, when I say you have a YouTube page too, like, I don't think people realize like you have thousands of fight videos. Like, don't you have like 3,500 some videos on there? Yeah. There's about 20. Yeah. There's like 2,800. Yeah. About that. And it's like, yeah, from all the different leagues and, uh, yeah, and it was just stuff out of my out of my DVDs, and it was like, and again, like you'd go onto YouTube, and okay, you type in Bob Probert. Well, every Bob Probert NHL fights on there ten times over. It's like okay, but I'm like, well, I got a whole bunch of stuff no one's seen, like all this West old Western Hockey League stuff. So it's yeah. like, well, I'm gonna put that up, or old BC, like who has BC Junior stuff from the like late nineties, right? Like I had some of this stuff. So that's actually been the most that's been the most rewarding part of the whole the YouTube thing. And even just with the, just the social media in general, I mean, there's lots of everyone listening knows the trolls and the goofs and the cesspool that social media can be mm-hmm. without a doubt. And there's been lots of that, but. Oh, you still there? Am I okay? Thank God. You're still yeah. There. Okay, perfect. Sorry. Yeah, just keep going on. You were no, just, yeah. It, yeah. So it's like, you know, so yeah, he's playing junior or whatever, and he's retired now, you know, and he's got three kids and he's bald and put on 50 pounds and sells used Toyotas in downtown Vancouver. Well, his kids obviously never saw him play. They didn't see when he was the baddest dude in the BCHL in 1997. And he had the mullet and everything and whatever. And he'd be telling them, oh, back in my day, you know, and they're in the backseat rolling their eyes. Yeah, sure, Dad. Well, all of a sudden, I find a video of him kicking the shit out of some guy. And I put it on YouTube. And I've had guys get back to me. They're like, dude, I can't believe you found this. Oh, and the guy's kid took it to school, was playing it for all his friends. Hey, look, at my dad really can kick your dad's ass, you know? <laughs> like, Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's just stuff like that. It's like when you can help guys out like that or because you give them the memory, right? And it's like, you know, and it's just, uh, that's been really cool. And it's like one thing, like the newer age players and stuff, well, everything's online now. Like all of your stuff is up on hockeyfights.com. You got to see all your stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, 20 years ago, go, 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 try to find some Lethbridge Hurricanes fights from 1998. Yeah. Good luck to you. You yeah. know, it's like, it's not there. So if like Derek Parker or Mike Varhog or somebody like that wants to see their Lethbridge Hurricanes fights, they're not there. They're gone. Mm-hmm. but every once in a while I might have it or someone I know might have it from what, for whatever reason, we're goofy collectors. We have this sort of thing. And if you can, if I can help a guy out, I, I don't know that that's, that's been the most fun. That's been the most fun part about the whole social media thing. Or if you have an old picture or something, well, I had a couple fight pictures of you yeah, I that I sent you, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, and I always wondered, like, I, I didn't even, even like you said, I was in the area when everything was online, but you sent me still to this day, you'll randomly send me a pic or two and I'll be like, couldn't tell you where you found that, but it's always cool. Like seeing stuff you've never seen before, especially as a former player, like don't care who you are, where you played. Like, you know, it's nice looking back and seeing these cool, you know, like memories. Well, that's the thing, right? Cause pictures, yeah, they're just, they're, they're snapshots of memories. That's what they are, right? That's like yeah. what a hockey card is and stuff like that, right? It's a memory. And it's amazing to me when, you, when as a fan, when I talk to the players, the, the amount of guys, that just, well, and regrettably on their part, that they never saved anything. 100%. You know, like they don't have their jerseys anymore. They don't have any fight pictures or they don't, or pictures in general. Or like I talked to one guy and he's just like, yeah, like 
I don't have any of my hockey card. I don't have anything. So it's like I scrambled around. I managed to found, found a few of his old hockey cards and sent them to him. And, and, and then now he gave them to his kids and his kids are like, holy shit, you know, you know, dad was skinny once, you know, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, but yeah, it was just awesome. like, you know, and I, I mean, to be able to help guys out like that has been, like I said, the, that's been the most rewarding part, you know, for as much as I rant and rave and yell about how terrible social media is and everything else. And for the most part, it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there no, are some, so, there are some silver linings to it. And the podcast has actually been a lot of uh, uh, frustrating at times at the same time it's been a lot of fun connecting with guys and, uh, and getting to know people and meeting people through it as well. So, and it does sort of, as you said, with the underground radio, it's a very good analogy. Like back in way back when, in the early 90s, when I was in high school, um, you know, obviously there was no satellite radio or anything. It was all free air radio. Well, that was the whole thing. I was going to be a radio guy. That was my, you know, and I went, I did the, went through, uh, and I did a, what do you call it, an internship at a radio station and everything. And that was going to be my dream. Um, but at the time, here's last year, it was all like, but I wasn't a real big music guy. So yeah. I didn't want to be like a music DJ. I wanted to be like a sports guy, you know, but we didn't have, there was no sports radio here. There was no satellite radio. So no one thought of that. I never thought of it in that way. Mm-hmm. And so I start talking to these guys and they're like, well, yeah, if you're going to go into radio, you know, because right away you're like, oh, I'm going to be the morning drive guy in Calgary. Well, yeah. no, you're not. You're going to be in like podunk nowhere doing the midnight to 8 a.m. making no money. And it's like, well, I, I don't want to do that. Well, yeah. they're like, well, that's how it starts. You're going to be on some crappy a.m. station. And and it, it's just like, you know, and I'm 18. You don't want to hear that. So it was like, ah, forget it. So I just never went into radio. And uh, fast forward all these years to podcasting, I guess I'm probably living out some sort of radio fantasy. Well, I get to re- I get to relive my radio Here's my chance to to be the DJ. Well, at least podcast gave you the opportunity to, you know, actually talk about what you want to talk about. I mean, regardless, like we've touched on, it's not always about how many people are listening, but it's just nice to do what we do. And I mean, I still have a good time making this mm-hmm. podcast. I don't, especially after the last month hiatus, there might not be a single listener. So it's just fun to do and, and we enjoy it. And so if you're listening to this show, you got to go. I'm sure I'm hoping a lot of you people that do listen to this show will definitely go check there and out. Um, if not, you got to check, follow him on Twitter. I don't know. You're an Instagram guy. No, that's actually the one thing I've never been on Instagram. No, I'm on so, Facebook, like type it Facebook, oh, fourth, like yeah. fourth line voice on Facebook. And then, uh, yeah. And on Twitter and Twitter and, then on, and, then, and on YouTube. Uh, yeah. I get the YouTube channel, give him a subscription there, check him out. And you know, there's going to be endless amount of things you can entertain yourself with. Like I told you, I was in university. I spent a lot of my time in lectures on your YouTube channel, on your on those flight brackets you were making and doing a lot of stuff like that. And so I, you know, you entertained me a lot over the last year. So I'm hoping a couple of my listeners will go out, give him a look, check out his profiles. I'll tag it all when I post this uh, episode up, hopefully by the end of the night. Uh, but I needed to get you on to talk about, you're, you're going to be my ice wars correspondent. I was hoping to get this episode done about a week ago, but I ended up going to the town. It is Thursday, May 19th as we talk. And, um, the event is going to be on May 21st in Edmonton, Alberta. For those of you who have no clue what I'm talking about, Ice Wars is going to be an event where it's literally they're, they're doing hockey fighting. They're, there's, no, there's no game. There's no puck. There's no sticks. There's no team. We have eight guys who have entered this tournament with a couple other guys who are doing special one-off fights. But they've done, they're doing a tournament with two one-minute rounds, I believe. Yep. Darren will be in here to tell us more about that. But this is going to be insane. It's happening on May 21st. Um, not the first of its kind. Uh, the first in a long time, though, and um, especially, it's, I think it's a hilarious breath of fresh air. It's going to be entertaining. 
I wanted to have Darren come on, give us a little bit more insight on um, what this is actually going to be about, who's going to be in it. And um, he has a bunch of episodes with some of the contestants. So if you're listening to this quickly in the next two days before the night of the 21st, maybe you can do a little research, listen to who some of these guys are. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a fight fan. I don't get too into it, but like, I mean, I'm more into this. This is going to be hilarious. It's going to be almost more like a UFC event with hockey gear involved than anything to do with hockey, I guess you'd say, but I'm intrigued by it. We got Darren's going to come on and just tell us, you know, all we need to know about it. And I guess when did this, like, where did this come from? And it has been done before, but just kind of, I guess, give the people who are listening, let's just like, where's this coming from and, and what's happening essentially. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, well, it, the first one happened in 2005 in Prince George. It's called the Hockey Enforcers Black and Blue Tournament. Uh, it's on my YouTube channel. If you want to go back and watch it, it's in two parts. And uh, yeah, and then they did, they did it again in 2010 in Finland. And it was called the Ice Warriors. That's on YouTube as well. And then here we go. 20, I never thought we'd ever see it again, especially with the way, you know, with fighting and all everything around it nowadays. Uh, but AJ Galante from uh, the Danbury Trashers fame, if anybody that knows that documentary from Netflix that just came out, or it's been out for a while now, yeah. but about the Danbury Trashers hockey team, um, crime and punishment. Check that out on Netflix. It's that that story is outstanding. That Danbury Trashers. Great story. I've never watched the Netflix special because I've known that whole story through like your account and other people affiliated with yours account. So I still do need to check that out. But that's the guy who put this all together, is it not? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. And he got it going. And uh, yeah. And uh, like I said, um, I, it'd be a little tougher in 2022 to find guys than it was back in 2004. But uh, yeah, he's found a few few characters anyway. Justin Sawyer, Curtis Swanson, uh, Daniel Amesbury, all like retired. They're retired minor league guys. Uh, most of them just for a couple of years, though. Uh, although in Swanson's case, it's been almost a, it's been a decade. Uh, but he is from the, he played in the infamous LNAH and, uh, you know, had a 74 fight season one year. So he's, uh, not of, uh, he's not afraid. That's for sure. But, um, that chase Tippin from the FHL and, um, yeah. And well, then Derek Parker has just signed up here in this last week. He replaced the guy and he actually just finished playing in the LNAH with Laval this year. So he's an active player. So I think he's that might savage. Yeah, former Lethbridge Hurricane too, right? Yeah, white. Yeah, former Lethbridge Hurricane played as a 16 year old, had 30 fights. Him and Eric Goddard tag teaming it in Lethbridge in 1999. How old was Goddard that year? Well, Goddard was he would have been 18 at that year because what was he in Lethbridge for? I think he was there for three years, two for sure. He was there, he spent some good time there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, him and Park, but Parker at 16 years old, 35 fights at 16. Yeah, and fighting like and Hevs too. Like he wasn't fighting goal scorers. Like yeah, insane. Yeah, and then of course he went on to play pro and had a couple five hundred minute seasons. And he had an eighty fight year at the LNAH, and he's insane. But yeah, but he had been out of hockey for a few years and then came back and played in Laval this year. You know, um, he was out of shape and everything else. I mean, I mean, you know, but he did. He was just like, I'll go for it, and here we go. But yeah, there's him and another. Uh, uh, J.F. LaFrance is his name, and he's also active in the Quebec League, and and he looks like he fell out of a comic book. He, the guy's built like John Cena, and it's like you know. <laughs> so him and Parker, I think, might be 
they might be the odds on favorite just due to the fact that they've been active and they're still doing it to this day. Whereas the other guys have, you know, they're training and boxing and getting ready, but again, they haven't been playing. Right. I mean, they have the great, they have a great resume and a great history. They were all mm-hmm. tough dudes back in the day. But again, if you haven't played for a few years, there might be some rust, but uh, I'm sure we'll it's see. like riding a bike to some of these guys in a way though. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, you might take a first couple shots, maybe a little slow going, but then yeah, I'm sure. Get the fighting, fighting, crossed. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, but with this, it's what's going to be really unique about this event compared to the other two, because the other two were actually on ice and on a rink. This is actually on synthetic ice, mm-hmm. and there's been r- rumors that it was might be in a cage. It might not. I don't think it will be, but somebody said it might be. I don't think so, but I think it'll, you know, whatever. They'll have four-foot boards and an octagon shape, I think, is kind of what's going to end up happening. But uh, and they fight with UFC gloves on, like, or MMA gloves, so the fingerless deals. But, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. so I, the synthetic ice actually might help a couple guys that aren't that don't really have some strong balance because I think you'd probably be able to dig in and I don't think there'll be a lot of pushing and gliding. I think it'll be just dig in and start swinging. Yeah, so, you won't be getting the pizza cutters going, stopping yourself from getting pulled around. Like you're gonna be basically just stuck right in that synthetic. You won't be sliding around at all. Yeah, so some of these guys will be able to dig in and just start swinging for the fences. It's gonna be very intriguing to watch this go down. Well, and the thing is, is there there are big some big dudes in this. Like Justin Sawyer played in the Central League and played in the OHL with Oshawa back in the day. And dude, I when I interviewed the guy's six six and he's weighing in at three hundred pounds for this event. And it's like, you know, and Chase Tippin's like two eighty and he's like six foot three. And it's like and he looks in really good shape, like from the pictures on Facebook there, compared, you know, and it was just like and then you know, and Curtis Swanson, um, he's actually you know, he's been training and boxing and stuff for over a year and a half just to lose weight. Like he's lost like a hundred pounds. Like he's lighter than when he played, really? but he's like, but he's still like two thirty and like six foot three, you know? And it's like, yeah. And uh, you know, so there's some big, big dudes. And then there's a couple, there's a couple guys that they got that are senior hockey players um, just from the area and stuff that are going in it. And it's like, like I said on my show when I was talking about him, like, you know, big respect to those guys. That takes a huge amount of balls to go in this. I'm not. I'm certainly in no. I'm not knocking them or anything, but they might be in trouble because you're going up against guys that have done this for a living. And it's like eh, I don't know. But these guys are massive dudes. Like the one guy's like a semi-pro football player. And he's like six three, three thirty. You know, and I don't like. But he's a senior guy, and I don't know how many fights he's been in. And even if you've been fighting in senior hockey again. You're fighting all respect to you, but it's like, who are you fighting? Yeah. You know, seriously. like you're, you're fighting the forklift operator from Costco, you yeah. know, <laughs> who might be, you know, Hey, Literally. probably a tough dude back in the day. And after a few beers in the bar, he's probably a tough guy out back, but you know, that's not exactly, you know, no. Kip Brennan or, you know, or, you know, Cam Jansen's or anything like that, or Joel Terry or Steve Bossy or John Rasty, like Curtis Swanson's fought. Right. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's completely, uh, or Derek Bugard and guys like that. So quality of opposition has, it greatly differs from, with some of these guys. So it, it'll be interesting. The, the one thing I was saying it on my show and I, I hope it doesn't happen. Like, you know, everybody wants to see the good toe to toe and all that stuff. But like you were saying with that synthetic stuff, right. And they're dug in. I, I just hope somebody doesn't like break a leg or an ankle or something. Cause yeah, like, I'm like going over, right. Cause true, if like... you're planted, you can't, like you said, you can't slide. Eesh. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be 
I'm I'm extremely intrigued. So like, who is the youngest opponent then in this thing? The youngest guy? Um, yeah. like I saw there was originally a couple guys that were like junior B players, like 22 years old. But I keep seeing like new names popping up. Like, who are the eight yeah. that are actually going to be in this? Well, yeah, and those guys are like the one-off fights. Like, I, like, well, okay. they got brothers fighting each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> like. I'm like, what is this? That's just new today. I'm like, who are these? Yeah, I'm like, a couple local guys that play like local Alberta senior hockey are gonna like brothers that are gonna fight each other. I'm like, why? A little but, preliminary uh, scrap. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right, you know. But yeah, and there's a couple guys that yeah that play junior B in the area. I think one guy's a lacrosse player or something. I mean, so they're gonna fight, I guess. But the actual guys that are in the eight man tournament um, are Chase Tippin, who played in the Federal League, uh, Curtis Swan. Johnson played in LNH, Derek Parker, LNH, JF LaFrance, LNH, Justin Sawyer, Central League, AHL, uh, Daniel Amesbury, he played in the Central League and stuff. Um, that's who that's six, right? Uh, yeah. Seven, oh, that Travis Levitsky, that's the football player that, from Alberta. <laughs> and then there's a guy named Corey Allen, who I believe is a senior player from Ontario. And that's the eight. That's the eight. And they're so to clarify, we have two one minute rounds is like the championship yep. final. And so it's like a, so you have to win, you have to win two of those fights and then you're going to fight in the final that same night. Yeah. So, yeah. So the dudes that are in the final, man, that's a lot of, like you say, Oh, it's six minutes and people are a big deal. Oh. Uh, you know, if anybody's ever been in a hockey fight, like 30 seconds, but could you imagine two one minute rounds? No, I know that, and that's like in when you're in mid-season form. And I mean, these guys are going to be training for one-minute rounds. I'm assuming, or at least preparing for it. So, but when you're trying to go in there with that limited amount of time, like they don't do UFC rounds of one minute. Could you imagine they had those guys go in for one minute and just pound the shit out of each other? Like a minute well, of that, these guys going wild is going to be insane. Well, and that's the thing. And then it's judged, right? There's three judges. Well, how about those for judges? John Morasti and Brad Wingfeld and like Frank Bialois are the judges. Like you got three legends right there. Um, so the thing is, is like, yeah, so what do you do, right? Like you basically, you got to go in and be busy and just start chucking because they're all, because it's all going to be like in a hockey fight, you know, like, well, as you know, right, you could sort of like lock a guy out, maybe lean back you know, maybe take a couple or whatever and set something up and catch your whatever, and maybe land, try to land the one big one. Well, you're not going to do that in this because meanwhile, he's scoring with 10 or 10 shots on you. Well, you're waiting for one good one unless you could drop them. Well, okay. Then you drop them. Then you win, of course. But yeah, it's uh, it'll, it'll alter some guys fighting styles for sure. I wonder if like, if we're, do you think we're going to see anyone get like seriously knocked out in this? Cause like, this is going to, I got to imagine that, Someone's going to get popped good. <laughs> oh, I, I think, yeah. I think there's going to be a couple guys that get dropped. I mean, in, in the, well, in the other two year in the other two tournaments, guys got dropped. And like, again, I'm not knocking any of the boys, but guys in the other tournaments were like a lot more fight battle ready, battle ready and battle tested. Like in the pre in the hockey enforcers tournament. I mean, all those guys were basically active players at the time. Yeah. And, and they were still getting dropped, you know? So now you've got a bunch of guys that have some haven't been active in five, 10 years. Like, yeah, I could, I could see it. I mean, like I said, I don't want to see anyone get hurt or anything, but, no, but I can see someone getting at least. This is fighting for sport down. too. This isn't hockey. This is a fighting event. So well, yeah. We like got to look said, at it that the, way. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, right? And there's been a lot, there's been a, of course the media 
you know, as soon as they hear about this, they're just shitting on it. Right. You know, and, um, you know, but they keep, Oh, it's a black eye to hockey. It's embarrassing. Well, this isn't hockey. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's UFC on ice. Really? Yeah. This is, this is going to be very interesting. Um, you are going to the event. Yeah. I might have to have you back on like next week or something as a little quick, little, like what the hell happened there? Like, like a like a recap of the event because oh yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it it's going to be funny and uh, like I said to get down there and meet Swanson and all the guys and just to see that and there's going to be a bunch of tough dudes in the crowd too I know a bunch of like ex tough guys that are gonna that live in the area that are gonna go check it out and you know I'll oh. be hanging out with those guys for a little while and uh, you know I, I'm actually obviously going to take it for a good. Uh, podcast networking session too i'm going to be handing out a few business cards hopefully i can oh yeah you're going to be doing a little networking oh absolutely there. land yeah. a few future guests and and i've had a bunch of guys on the show previously that are going to be at this event so it'll maybe be nice get a live pod there going yeah well that was a thing what i laughed because like yeah my wife and i are going down and and um, i i first i said to her i said well are you gonna come to it and she just looked at me like she's like are you insane like no i'm going to ikea and going to play in the casino i don't care <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. An, you're an idiot you can go wander off and so yeah i think we're gonna get there about two or three in the afternoon and we're staying actually at the casino too so at the hotel there so oh i'm just gonna wander around the lobby in the event and run into people and uh you know you know have some beers and uh you know, just hang out with these guys. And then, uh, you know, about at seven o'clock, your lights hit. And like you said, it's on pay-per-view on Fight TV and it's 20 bucks. Hey, for 20 bucks, tune in, folks. You're going to... That's just a website, Fight TV, that we can go and get the pay-per-view on? Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I'm going to be doing it on Saturday night. I hope anyone else listening to this show is going to be doing it as well. And Darren, you got to be getting your social media. You got to get some cool pics from this event. Make sure you are following Darren, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter. Follow him on his YouTube page. I don't know if there'll be anything for that, but get some get some insight because this is going to be a once of a I mean not one of a kind event, but hopefully something that is successful, something that goes well, people have a good time, and maybe it could be some sort of a hilarious event that we could see in the future. If I was in Calgary, I like to think I'd be making my way up there. So anyone, my buddies that are listening to this from Edmonton, get out there. And what casino is it again? Uh, the River Creek Casino. The River yeah. Creek Casino, honestly, yeah. and if you're if you're listening to this after the 21st, it's just still hilarious to talk about this great event. You'll be able to go check out the results, probably see some great videos. I saw some big, you know, there's some big people that have talked about this, like that Pat McAfee guy who has yep. his own show that left Barstool. He was talking about this with that AJ guy. Uh, there's, I saw like there was a, there was an article by like Reuters magazine. Like there's, there's some people that are, you know, they're making some headwaves with this. I love that it's that guy from Danbury, of course, taking. Well, he wants, yeah, because he wants to make this like a, like a. He's like, oh, we're gonna do a whole bunch around the United States too. Like he wants to make this like not just a one-off deal. Like he wants to go all over the place with it. So yeah, I mean, I hope I, you know, I I don't know. I I have a buddy that lives literally five minutes from there, and he was just like there's like no local promotion. He's like, I didn't even know about it except you were talking about it. So I don't know. Hopefully I know there's a lot of tickets that haven't been sold yet. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of walk-up traffic. So, Hopefully, but again, yeah. I'm like, why? Like the worst possible, you have the battle of Alberta happening in the playoffs on a Saturday night. No one's going to be tuned into some fight tournament in Edmonton. It's all about the Oilers and Flames right yeah, now. Yeah, well, certainly they should have, they should have waited another month. I'm like, you should have done this in June. Over when people were starving. Yeah, they should have done it in June. 
That's what I kept saying. But but and then to top it all off, the worst thing happens. Edmonton's playing Calgary when it's going on. Like of all things. Oh, you know, so well, we'll but, see what happens. Um, yeah. I'm not going to lie. My budget recording is about to stop this meeting for some reason. There we go. So well, people are probably tired of listening to you so much already. for coming on. Like, this was an honor. And like I said, we're definitely going to have you back on in the future. Hopefully, I'll be on in your show soon enough. Oh, and you will be because we're going to hear about your stories from the, from the SP this year. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to have some good story time. Uh, Darren, thank you so much for doing this, um, and I appreciate it. Hope everyone's listening to it. Go follow Fourth Line Voice on all his social media accounts. Thank you very much. Thanks, Bye man. For I now. appreciate it. Thank you.